There have been so many moments when I've been amazed at the way my wife, Dina, loves on our kids. It, especially when they were younger it, and we had a house full of kids, it was just so easy for her to stop what she was doing and to kind of get at their level and enter their world. And I, I, that's such an important mindset to have as you parent. Just slow down, stop, and enter their world. And uh, we're going to encourage you to do that today. Dr. Danny Huerta is here. He uh, leads our parenting team. Danny, how much does having a mom present in my life help me as a child? Well, mom's warmth and affection can be transforming in the development of a child. And that's important to really think think about and have sink in. Uh, they've found that kids that have a mom that's responsive and attentive, those kids have had less anxiety, less depression, less behavior issues, better development cognitively, better able to manage their emotions, more resilient, Mm. happier. I mean, the list goes on. Tons of benefits. And one key one with mental health issues being of top concern to parents, uh, kids that have an engaged, warm mom are less likely to develop significant mental health issues. Now, Mm. we know there's biology and other things that are factors, but there's uh, there are key factors, uh, protective factors that come from the love that can only be brought by a mom. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And so moms, lean in. We're going to hear from Rhonda Stoppy. She is very candid about some of the lessons she's learned through her experiences. Uh, her kids are adults now, but here she is uh, sharing about some of the journey with Jim Daly. You know, I think a lot of uh, couples suffer from the busyness of life. And, I, you know, the dad may not be engaged. You look at the research right now, mm-hmm. and it, it seems to suggest that dads may not be that engaged with their sons. What about that perspective where the, the marital issue is dad is not showing up mm-hmm. and wives are struggling? And so mm-hmm. that, I guess, nagging can occur where, hey, where are you? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the resentment. I think the wife starts yeah. resenting the husband. And then those digging comments or those undermining, you know, ways that we interact with our spouse. And uh, in fact, my daughter, Kayla, she just told this story. She did a devotional at a, a baby shower. And she was in the car waiting for her husband to come and the three girls in the tr- in the back seat. And when they got in the car, the little girl mentioned how long it took dad to get to the car. And he looked at Kayla and she's like, they get it. They hear even under your breath, those little things. And we can steal the respect from our husbands. Mm. So we have to forgive them when they don't measure up so we can pray for them to find godly mentors or for God to give them the wisdom and discernment to lead our families. Well, and the, the awareness. Yeah, I the mean, awareness. this could hopefully serve as an awareness for dads to wake up and Wake engage. up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rhonda, sometimes moms can feel they have a short period of time. Maybe they've blown it for a long time and now they're they're down to a couple of years. Um, you make that reference. In fact, you experienced that with um, the son that you brought into your home, Tony. Mm. Describe that story, and then did you panic about, okay, I've only got a little bit of time to work with him, or how did you process that? Gene and I have done foster care, and that can be a challenge too, but when you have a young man come into your home for whatever reason, how do you manage the short period of time that you have to influence him for a lifetime? So when Tony became a part of our family, he was 15 years old. And he related to Steve as a father right away. In fact, uh, graduation, high school graduation card he wrote to Steve just related his uh, appreciation. And he's quoted in Moms Raising Sons to Be Men saying, I have no doubt that God caused me to be a part of this family to show me what it looked like to be a godly husband and father. Uh, He came to Christ when he was 15. I wanted to just jump in and mother him. Uh, But, you know, men 
interact shoulder to shoulder more often than eye to eye. So I needed to find ways to speak to Tony, speak truth into his life that wasn't just me following him around. And he had a Jeep that he would work on. We lived in Austin, Texas. It was super hot. He'd work on it at night out in the driveway. And I'd sit in the Jeep. It didn't have a top on it. And as his head was down in the motor, he and I would talk about girls. We'd talk about his dream to become a fighter pilot, which he is now. He's a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, flies the F-22, getting ready to retire. Amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and he wanted to, he, and then we would talk about girls. And then he would talk about going to A&M University because that was his dream. And he graduated from there. And then we talked about girls. And <laughs> we did it all with his head in the engine. Right. If I had sat that young man down at a table in my kitchen and said, hey, we're going to talk about girls. Right. No way. He would have said, talk. I'm listening. But he wouldn't just because he was super respectful and yeah. respected Steve. And Steve laid down ground rules when he moved in with our family. And that doesn't always happen. I think when you're taking in a foster child, this is the rules of the house. This is what we will do. But as I spoke into Tony's life, I related to him as an older woman, godly mentor who loved him. But he went away to A&M University his freshman year of college. He became, he got picked for the A&M drill team, the A team of the A&M drill team. That's the best of the best, if if I can just point that out. (laughs) And he came down with pneumonia Mm. and it was bad. And he called tearful that the, the nurse had said, you need to drop out of the, eight, the, the drill team. And he was not going to drop out. And he was super sick. And I asked him, I said, can I step in and be your mama? And he said, okay. So I called the, the attorney who lived in Austin that kind of uh, helped him get into A&M and, and said, hey, do you know this commander of the drill team? This is what's going on. That commander called me back and said, I want you to know your son. And he said some amazing, wonderful things about Tony. And he said, we won't drop him from the drill team. You come and get him. I'm going to cry. You come and get him and take care of him. And you bring him back when he's healthy. And I had we drove out to College Station to pick him up, brought him back home to our house in Austin. And I took care of He should have been in the hospital. I took care of him for two weeks that so he was in bed, completely bedridden. And that is when my relationship with Tony bonded where I was his mama. Not only that I took care of him when he was sick, he gave me permission to step in and and on his behalf when he was needing help and be a mother for him. And I I believe that's when Tony and I bonded. Not when I forced him to listen to me, not when I'm, you will respect me as your mom. Sometimes God creates, we talked last, uh, last show about God sending the lions and the bears in our kids' lives. Uh, God sent that into Tony's life. It, it did a work in him, but it also bonded he and I as mother and son. Yeah. And I'm the yeah. grandmother of his two children, and he's married to a really amazing woman that just got her doctorate in nursing. They're precious. Yeah. Their love stories. Well, and I so appreciate that. And I think the, the thing that I'm hearing that's so critical is you, you did ask permission. Yes. Can I do this? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that spoke volumes to him to be the mom mm-hmm. that you need right now. Um, boy, how many biological adopted sons need to hear that? It's everybody. Everybody wants to hear that, that you care about them and that they're accepted for who they are, even with all their warts and wrinkles, right? It's so beautiful. Danny, that's a pretty special story that Rhonda shared about learning to connect with your son, Tony. Uh, what are some of the ways that you've admired Heather and how she loves your kids and connects with them? I love watching it. It really, uh, it's better than, than watching a movie. I, I have stopped and just observed and enjoyed the gift of that interaction. I've seen her write notes to the kids. I remember one time she wrote on a banana 
to my son and just wrote, hey, I love you. And his friends saw that. They said, who wrote on your banana? <laughs> <laughs> what a and great so then, idea. So then she, she sent bananas for his friends and wrote notes on there. Uh, but she packs their lunches. She does Bible study time with them. They do dinner, lunch, coffee dates, and sometimes do homework, and she'll do her Bible study. Uh, she, she compliments the kids whenever she can. I love watching playful moments between my wife and my son now at 18 and my daughter at 16. When they're in that playful interaction and laughing together, I, I treasure those moments. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just, I, I think uh, to something a colleague of ours, Greg Smalley, said about spouses. He said, look for the good stuff in your spouse. And I think this is just a matter of slowing down and being present Mm-hmm. Uh, both as moms and dads, to, to help each other, to encourage each other, and to validate, hey, you did really well with that. Let me just affirm you for that. Or I love watching when you guys are interact, yeah. uh, interacting. Sometimes my, my wife, if I've told her, hey, good job doing that, doesn't like that as much. Uh, <laughs> she, she just, as I observe yeah. and say, hey, I, I loved watching that. You can see, a, like you said, it's life-giving to our spouses when we're cheering them on in their interaction with our kids. It's wonderful. Well, the parenting journey is rich, and it is wonderful. It's challenging at times. You might need some encouragement. Check out Rhonda's book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. This was a very popular conversation with Rhonda uh, that we heard a clip of, and that book really uh, was highly requested. So just know that we have the book here, and we're making it available to you when you join our support team. Make a monthly pledge of any amount or a one-time gift, and uh, we'll say thank you by sending the book to you. And the links to donate and to get a copy of the book, Raising Sons to Be Men, are in the show notes. Also online, we have an article for you. It's uh, really a perfect follow-up to the conversation called A Mother's Influence. Uh, Read that, pass it on, share it, post it. Uh, The link is in the episode notes. You'll hear more about encouraging your child. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.